Chapter 23 Luke is a Dick Luke rolled off the couch and headed down the hall toward Jack's office, the sound of his flip-flops echoing off the marble walls. He began to think that the office was a little too over the top. Maybe we should have done the shabby chic decorating thing. Feels like I'm working in a Saks Fifth Avenue bathroom, he thought. The door to Jack's office was unlocked and Luke fired up his brother's computer. He looked around for a scrap of paper, anything laying around his desk. Zero on that. Jack was neater than Luke, but if he'd started to keep his office this clean on purpose, it had to be indicative of some newly acquired OCD. Office cleaners, maybe? Nah, Quan does that so no one gets in the office. Well, with the exception of roofie queens. He hit a button to wake up the computer, only to realize he didn't know Jack's password. Eamon, I need you, he called, the marble walls and floors doing the rest. Eamon, or as his parents pronounced it, Amen, was Glasser Consulting's other employee, the yin to Quan's yang. He was one of the most organically smart humans that Luke and Jack had ever met. Being two certifiable geniuses, they would know. Organic meant that Eamon acquired his skills by picking up a book or going online to learn it himself. Even without a list of degrees, though he had one, he was brilliant and a shoe-in for a doctoral program, if he had had the inclination. Smart as hell and fluent in practically any subject, he was also physically gifted and quick enough to ass-whip his own shadow. He was a black guy, a Baptist preacher's son from a lower-income section of Atlanta, and had fallen in with thieves, literally. By the age of 14, he was in a gang and delighted in pissing off his father at every turn. Though he looked the part, Eamon's upbringing wasn't easily quashed and he wasn't comfortable with strong-arm tactics, much less violence. Instead, he used his intellect to be the IT department of the gang, learning how to do everything from picking locks, disarming alarm panels, hacking social media accounts of rival gangs, and his personal favorite, hacking unethical businesses and corrupt politicians. Since working with Jack and Luke, Eamon had cleaned up nicely and now had trouble conjuring his old tough guy look and downplaying his smarts. Instead of the thug that he used to portray, he now looked like a freshened up college kid that used some of his tuition money to buy some gym muscles. Eamon ran in, out of breath, to find Luke at his brother's desk. What the fuck? he asked. You sounded like you had a shiv in your ass. You scared the shit out of me. Oh, stop, Luke batted his eyes. I'm flattered that you care about my ass, but I need Jack's password. Oh, hell no, Eamon said. That shit ain't happening. He specifically told me never to give you that password. Dude, I'm his brother. Don't be like that. Besides, you work for me, Luke said. I work for him, too, and he specifically said that if I ever let you back on his computer, he would do some medieval shit to me, Eamon said. Dude, you're a black man from Atlanta. What the hell else can be done to you? Come on, man, I don't have all day, Luke prodded. Eamon started to stare Luke down, then quickly realized no one could stare Luke down. I'm not doing it. Last time I let you on his computer, he almost went to jail for those pictures you sent out, Eamon said. Luke raised an eyebrow, trying his sad puppy dog look. Eamon didn't budge. A couple minutes later, Luke realized he couldn't exactly remember when he had last talked to Jack. He broke off the stare down. When did you hear from Jack last? Today? Yesterday? When? 
Luke asked. Eamon looked at him skeptically, trying to figure out if he was trying to do an end run around his defenses. Then he started thinking, I don't know, today's Sunday. There was nothing yesterday or Friday. I was doing work at my dad's church website. Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that's the last time. Around lunchtime. I got an email Thursday, something about a client meeting he had, but yeah, Wednesday. That's the last time, Eamon said. Luke looked at him and rubbed his head. Damn, today is Sunday. What the hell were you and Quan doing here anyway? It's a weekend, Luke asked. Well, both of us got a text this morning. Early, he added. Text saying the alarm hadn't been reset. Based on seeing your ass spread out on the table in the conference room, I think we know why. Oh, Luke said. Embarrassed, he changed the subject. So the last time you heard from him was on Wednesday. Really? Luke started thinking that he was less than a perfect brother. He had no clue what Jack's schedule was and hadn't known if he'd been in the office. He couldn't even say with any certainty how he made it to the office that morning or why he didn't go home, other than because of the thoughtful party girl who left her thong. Luke started looking around Jack's desk with more vigor, trying to appeal to Eamon's rational side. Okay, don't give me the password. Just let me in the thing so I can see if he's at a meeting or something. I haven't been able to call him, and I can't do that psychic shit either. Come on, man. You know Jack always checks in, Luke said. Eamon's starting to crack. His better judgment screamed, don't do it. But he also knew that Jack never just disappeared. Hell, he'd tell Eamon where he was going before anybody else. Fine. No funny business, Eamon said. Funny business? Dude, you're becoming so fucking white, it's tragic, Luke replied. Really? So that's where you want to go, motherfucker? Eamon said, plopping down into Jack's chair, rolling his eyes at Luke with no apparent inclination to do anything. Shit, you're such a princess, Luke said. I'm not typing a damn thing till you turn around, Eamon replied. Ugh! Luke turned around, knowing it wouldn't matter. He looked toward the window and caught the reflection of Eamon's keystrokes as he entered them. No shit, Luke said out loud. What are you talking about, Eamon asked. So that's Jack's password, Luke asked with a raised eyebrow. Eamon looked at him, then it registered. Hey man, it's his password, I didn't make it up. So Jack's password is, Luke is a dick? Luke laughed a bit, then motioned him to get out of the chair, doing his best to hide a smile. Okay, what do we have here, Luke muttered as he looked through Jack's email. His inbox was as screwed up as his desk. Screwed up as in it looked like everything had been deleted. Too friggin' neat, he thought. He didn't see anything else. Strange. He looked at his web browser history. It was the website of a Canadian company that was in the medical marijuana business. What the hell is this, Luke asked, motioning Eamon over to take a look. A medical weed company in Canada, Eamon said, stating the obvious. Yeah, no shit, I get that. But what's he doing looking at it, Luke asked. I don't know. It's not like he doesn't smoke the shit out of it. Maybe unlike you, he looks at stuff other than porn, Eamon said. I'm definitely going to fire his ass, Luke thought. Then continued looking through Jack's browser history, only to find more searches related to Greenleaf Medical Cannabis out of Toronto. Weird. He clicked on his email program, typing Greenleaf into the search bar. Nothing. He looked at the inbox again. 
Not one email. Something was seriously wrong now. Jack never cleaned out his inbox. He'd normally have mail from their parents plus ridiculous stuff that he never archived or ditched. Do you see this? Luke asked Eamon. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Hey, Quine, get your ass in here. We need you, Luke yelled. A few seconds later, Quan was in Jack's office staring at the same nothingness that they were. Did he do some sort of house cleaning on his computer? Quan asked. Did Jack do housekeeping? Luke asked, as if Quan was mental, because he was. When's the last time you've seen every mailbox completely deleted? Luke asked. Hmm, well, never, I guess. Quan moved over to the sofa, lost in thought. So, do you know what he was working on? Luke asked. As usual, Quan didn't know anything. Luke was lost in thought momentarily. Really? How the hell does someone work around here and know so little about what's actually going on and who's doing what? He snapped out of it. Well, when was the last time you actually saw him, Luke prodded. Quan's eyes rolled around like a person having a seizure. Normal when he was thinking, an annoying tick among hundreds. Wednesday, I brought him some lunch. Sesame chicken. I think that was it. Or was it Kung Pao? I don't... Luke snapped Quan out of his verbal spasm. He's not around, and his computer is wiped. What now? He asked sincerely. For once, Luke didn't have to be a dick to get their collective attention. Quan sprung into action, which for him was a grunt and a fast shuffle down the hall. Luke and Eamon followed him, if for no other reason than morbid curiosity. Quan sat at his desk and started typing commands on the computer, fingers flying all over the keyboard. Dad, gummed, wiped? No, not Gone! Quan sputtered, unable to use profanity as he got up and walked across the office to the glass-enclosed server cage that took up one wall in his office. Quan opened the door to the cage and looked intently at the cluster of servers and storage drives. He slumped back to the office chair and gave a cold, hard stare to Luke and Eamon. The drives are missing. Bullshit, Eamon said, walking over to look at the equipment. By now, the hairs on the back of Luke's neck were at full attention. Something was wrong, and he knew in his bones it started with bringing some party skank up to the office. Chastity, he blurted. Luke stomped back to Jack's office, pissed at himself for being a shit brother and for bringing that roofing bitch into the office. He heard Quan and Eamon talking loudly down the hall. Well, I know he didn't take the jet, Eamon said. Luke's had that. I'll go through his credit card bills, Quan responded. I'll also check the backup drives and see if I can find what was deleted. Eamon barked back. Check his phone and GPS records, too, while you're at it. Good, Luke interjected. Eamon, get the security video queued up. I want to see what my little roofie queen was really up to last night, Luke said. The office began to fill with a stench of worry. Eamon and Quan over the security breach and Luke over Jack. It wasn't like Jack to split without telling anyone or, or staying in touch with emails and texts. He was practically the den mother of the whole operation. Luke knew what he had to do next and it made him physically ill. He went back to Jack's office, picked up his desk phone, and hit the speed dial button and made the call. Beth picked up on the third ring. She must have recognized Jack's office caller ID. Where? 
the hell are you? She asked, as if some emotional rivets were popping under the strain. Are you naked? Luke cringed as he said it. Impulse control wasn't his strong suit. Luke, is that you? What are you doing calling from Jack's phone? Where the hell is he? He's late, and we're totally going to miss the concert. I'm going to have to leave without him, Beth said. Tragic, I'm sure. I'm trying to find him myself, and I didn't know if he called you. When did you talk to him last? Luke asked. She didn't ask him about their psychic connection, simply because she didn't know. No one knew except Quan and Eamon. I didn't get back to town till five yesterday. I was shopping for an outfit in Beverly Hills. Vegas shopping is for tourists, Beth said. Oh, jeez. Shopping in Beverly Hills, Luke thought. Damn, she's going through his money faster than she can poke holes in his condoms. He snapped out. So, did you talk to him at all? Luke asked. He hasn't been answering my text, so I figure he's with you. I got a message Thursday morning saying he would be here, but that was obviously bullshit, she replied. Oh, God, where's my voodoo doll when I need it? Luke thought. Okay, fine. That's all I wanted to know, Luke said. Well, thanks for nothing. If you see him, tell him to get his ass. Luke hung up. Talking to Beth, no matter how short the conversation, always used up his day of negative energy quota.